Welcome back, Dodecadorks. We're the 12-sided guys. We have Matt as Pine. Hi. Scott as Roos. That's me. Sabrina as Nari. Hey there. Jordan as Richter. Good evening. And me, Paul, as Seros, the Herald of Fire. If you're hot for more 12-sided guys content, then check out our Patreon. You can get bonus episodes as well as maps and a wiki that I've been really burning the midnight oil on. If you want a warm welcome, then go join our community on Discord. Ugh. And you'll look hot wearing Dodecadork Drip from our store at 12sidedguys.com. Grown. This is making me so upset. We're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can help our podcast spread like wildfire by reviewing us and giving us five stars. And scientifically speaking, there's really like nothing hotter than stars and they're basically made of fire. <laughs> anyway, if you ever kick some two-headed wolves in order to become a fireball throwing werewolf, after bathing in flame, then this podcast is for you. It's the Crystal Codex, episode 93. Rise from your tomb. Or grave. <laughs> Rise from your grave. <laughs> so apparently in that game, they're fighting the god of death, who is not Hades or Pluto, but you are a revived Roman centurion. <laughs> yes, you're, you're trying oh. to save Athena, because the guy who yes. raises you from the dead is Zeus. But here's yes. the deal. Having played it at the Nickelcade all the way through many, many times, it's actually a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a you actually, movie when you beat the game it goes through like some ending credit oh, yeah. scenes and then yes. it like actually shows like your character on the set of a movie and like your costume <laughs> coming right. off and stuff that's right oh. i forgot about <laughs> that's that that's awesome oh. it's brutal anyone know what game that is mm -mm. here's a hint it was the first title to launch with the genesis it came packaged with the genesis yes Sega. nobody oh gosh let's ask our patrons if they know i didn't have a Sega. Neither did I, but I had friends who did. This game was everywhere. It was in the arcade, too. Street Fighter. Pac-Man? <laughs> <laughs> Pac-Man is a revived centurion. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> you didn't know this, but the giant white pearls are actually a two-headed wolf. <laughs> As the last sliver of sun disappears over the horizon, a hatch hidden among the floorboards of an abandoned farmstead opens slowly and carefully. The diminutive figure that emerges climbs out cautiously, his head alertly turning this way and that in search of the ambush he fears is awaiting him. After a few still, tense moments, the small man turns back to the trap door to assist the tunnel's other occupant, a thin woman with short dark hair tied back in a black scarf. It stinks down there, the woman, Rita, says, pulling her black cloak taut over her shoulders to better hide the colors of Imperial Wayfield emblazoned on her clothing. On her back, she wears a small pack containing food, a white flag, and most importantly, a signed missive giving her permission to negotiate on behalf of Vonette, governor of Imperial Wayfield. You should smell those cells you had me locked in for the past week, grunts the small man in a whispered reply. Would curl your nose hairs. Standing just under four feet tall and in soiled leather armor, Hebo creeps through the doorway, leaving the derelict home with his companion. Gazing east across the river, they can make out the city wayfield besieged by King Tenor's forces. The cramped tunnel was surprisingly long, surprisingly well kept, and had surprisingly conveyed the pair of messengers safely out of the city, under the narrow river, 
and into the old farm now rotting in a small copse of trees. Well, we'd best be moving. If we lollygag here, there may not be a wayfield left for your queen to aid, Rita whispers. The road west should be safe enough from here. Tenor's forces haven't crossed the river yet, at least not in numbers. We're not taking the road, Hebo says, turning north. No, we stick to the road, Rita commands. Traveling overland will take too long. She moves to grab him and face him back to the west and the road, but Hebo is done playing the meek messenger boy. Striking as quick and fluid as a snake, he grabs Rita's wrist before her hand can land on his shoulder and turns both their bodies to pin her arm behind her back. It's not painful, though Rita is sure he could make it such were he inclined. Hebo briefly holds her into this position, then releases her. Rita spins, drawing a dagger from her waistband. What is the meaning of this? She whispers harshly. You vowed to the governor that you'd take me to your queen to sue for an alliance. Hebo looks at Rita for a moment, his expression calm, but his body tensed in case she lunges at him. And that's what I mean to do, he says before turning to the north again. Queen Kira ain't at Tabri no more. Nah, she and all her forces are out there, he says, motioning to the rolling hills and clusters of trees dotting the northern terrain before facing Rita again. Queen Kira means to bloody Tenor's nose when he least expects it. Wayfield will be the anvil and Tabri the hammer. Now let's hurry on. I can't wait to present you to my pretender queen. Moving low and carefully, Hebo strikes out north into the shadows of the trees, Rita following closely behind. That's amazing. Yes. It'll be so good. I hope we survive to see what happens. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> yes, I think so, that's the overwhelming sentiment among all of us. I hope we survive. <laughs> Seriously. I was going to say, welcome back uh, to the 12 Side Guys podcast. And just in case anyone is wondering how the mood has been over the last week, this is what I have been hearing about all week. Last time we were together, they had just finished solving a puzzle in record time. And they were actually confronted in these tunnels underneath the city of Almar by some people who seemed to have been taken over. Their minds had been corrupted or swayed by some psychic power that had been emanating from deep here underneath the city. Uh, Sorry, guys. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Sound effects presented by Paul. There we yeah. go. You, could, you should consider a, a career in Foley. There Seriously. We go. <laughs> if you yeah. could learn how to speak some German while burping or Latin... Then it would sound like a demon being summoned, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> beedy, beedy, uh, <laughs> Maybe not that Latin. <laughs> anyway, um, deep here underneath the city of Almar, they ran into an acquaintance that they had met at the bar, the inn, the Drawn Drapes, a man who had been the bartender there, a man named Don, actually. We discovered his name um, right <laughs> before then, he was killed. And then Richter <laughs> sicked his ghost-type Pokemon on him. <laughs> Did I do that? In trying to trick these um, these uh, followers of the Herald of um, Ether, the Herald of the Mind, down here underneath the city of Elmar, um, they were, their, their ruse was very quickly found out as they did not know the actual route to the Herald as would have been given to them in their minds. Anyway, a fight ensued. Um, it was 
Not quite as close as the one up in the cathedral, but still there were some heavy hitters down here. Uh, they discovered that there were um, people from all walks of life. There were um, a couple of people that had been members of Howling Talon who were down here. There was a soldier from uh, the Winged Hand uh, Angels Mercenaries group. Um, there were people from the First Swords, the kind of mafia group. And there were people, just normal folk, like Don from the Drawn Drapes. I almost said Don Draper. As uh, that fight completed, um, our heroes uh, continued on down the path towards the lair of Amavi, the herald of the mind, who has a lair down here underneath the city of Almar. As they emerged into this large room with this separate space inside, there's a it's a big square room with a smaller uh, square room inside that the players the the characters can see into because part of the entryway is barred off so they can see through the bars. There's this massive ziggurat here, kind of in the middle of the room. On top of it is this black spire, and on top of that spire, floating around the spire, is this figure that they assume must be a Mavi. But before they can really register what is going on, suddenly they hear this whoosh of flame and wind as from the ceiling through the cracks in the stone above, a huge figure flies down into this room. A figure, a being made of fire. Wings spread off of its back, uh, dripping embers like feathers. Um, what I did not describe last time is in one hand, a spear made entirely of fire, and in the other hand, a sword made entirely out of flame. And this figure, the last thing that they said was... Come at me, bro. No, the last <laughs> thing that it said as it looked at our, at our players was, those who would fight against the inevitable shall be burned out of existence. And that's where we are picking up right now with initiative! All right, as you guys roll initiative, I'm going to kind of describe the scene a little bit more clearly. You guys have not quite come into this room, but you can see it pretty clearly. Um, the room is got to be 100 feet across, east to west and north to south. The smaller room inside is um, like 60 feet by 60 feet. And that inside there is the ziggurat. You can see through the bars and around, there are um, other entrances that lead into this chamber. And also around this outside area, not inside where the ziggurat is, where the where the herald of the mind is, but on the outside where you guys are, you see just random folks, people wearing aprons and people wearing, you know, courtier's clothes, just wandering kind of aimlessly as this fire being Saros, the herald of fire, as he... Um, settles down here into the room and looks at you, ready to do battle. These figures who are under the sway, under the control of Amavi, uh, this Herald of the Mind, they are not bothered by it. And really quickly, even as this angel of fire settles down near the ground and gets close to a couple of these servants, these, these uh, thralls, two of them are instantly burned to death and die. And what did everyone get for their initiative? It's not foreboding at all. <laughs> <laughs> I do melee combat mostly. <laughs> Pine rolled a 23. Woo! Roos got a 15. Nari got a 14. Richter rolled a 21. And the Spectre rolled a 17. 
And I, for Saros, the a, the Herald of Fire, I rolled a three, which means Saros's initiative is eleven. Wow! If that tells you anything. Yes. Jeez. <laughs> Look at the laugh that he just had. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> usually, you know what? In listening to the episodes again, I realize usually my my laugh is something like this. <laughs> yes, that That's is usually exactly my... <laughs> how it comes through. I know that is how my laugh is. It is, yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, so sorry, guys. Anyway, um, so I'm gonna have a little bit of a diabolical laugh now. <laughs> so, um, also, I wanted to describe a little bit more about Amavi, the Herald of the Mind. You can see Saros very clearly, but behind the bars, floating up around this black spire in the middle, you see this figure, four thin arms, a, a slightly feminine um, physique, uh, kind of narrow at the, at the waist, um, long hair. As the figure turns around towards you though, you see no face, no eyes, no nose, no mouth. Skin is slightly pink or red. This figure is very much alien and yet still has hints of being a humanoid of some kind and is just floating around and every once in a while you see where the face would be glanced towards you in your direction but is completely focused on this black spire. Let's go ahead and jump up to the <laughs> top. Why are you laughing? I, I was just going to say something that would need to get cut anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's jump to the top of the initiative with Pine. At this point, Seros is, I mean, he's got wings. He can fly. You can tell that he doesn't even really move the wings to fly, but he looks, he looks quick. Um, but right now he is close enough to the ground to get up next to him, if that is something that you want to do. Oh, yeah. So first things first, Pine will say, The brilliant blade reveals your weakness. Angered heavens. I'll just do an extra 2d6 radiant damage. So I will go ahead and uh, see if I can make it there. I have to move through Roost just because of the way we're positioned. But I think with my 35 feet of movement moving through Roost, I can uh, make it just to um, Soros. Saros. Saros, not George Soros. <laughs> no, George <laughs> Soros. Saros. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you can call him Seros, like searing, but Seros. Okay. Seros, okay. Yes, I'm I'm now ready to make some attacks against Seros. He is big. He has got to be like I think last time I said between twelve and fifteen feet tall. He is huge. You know, I fought I fought twenty foot bear people, so this guy doesn't scare me. <laughs> Large and in charge. Okay, my first attack is a 25 to hit. That will hit. Okay, that will do eight piercing, okay. four cold, and seven radiant. Okay, so that's a total of um, eight plus seven is 15, plus four doubled because it's cold damage is another eight. So that's 16 plus seven, which brings us to a grand total of what? I can't do the math. 23. Okay, 23 on my first hit. And then I'm going to do a follow-up second hit. I, again, I so I was able to uh, recover some spell slots thanks to optional rules from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything during our last short rest, but I still am extremely short on those. So I'm going to take another attack without doing a Swordmaster's Fury, which is probably a mistake because I only rolled an 11, and that might be the only time I hit this entire combat before I die. 
Here's the deal. You also took six fire damage. He is, he is so hot because he is just made of flame that getting in close enough to swing at him, um, you instantly are burned for six uh, damage. Well, I'm, I am resistant to fire thanks to my Tabor Ambassador's Blade level three. So it's only three damage. Well, huzzah. <laughs> is that your turn? That is my turn, yes. Okay. And just like that, we have our very first legendary action. Uh, Pine. There is a spear coming, darting at you, quick as, I was gonna say a lightning, but it's more like quick as uh, fire. It's a backdraft. Yeah, quick as a backdraft. It's a backdraft for sure. Okay, that is going to be, um, oh my freaking A. (laughs) Oh no, (laughs) jeez. Oh man. This is a bad start. <laughs> a natural 20. Well, okay, so he gets to add 13 to this roll, but a natural 20 is a natural 20. So here we go. We're going to double the dice damage. I think that you guys... I think you guys can do this. Okay, we are going to roll. So that will be 18 plus 8. That will be 26 fire damage. Halved to 13. You lucky Ooh. son of a gun. <laughs> oh, this is okay. I kept waiting Mr. for you to say, you know, 26 fire damage and or plus, but no, okay. Yeah. Okay, Richter, it is now your turn with initiative 21. Okay, I'm going to come into the room and just hug the wall and kind of stay a little bit away. So maybe 15, 20 feet away still from this giant creature. Um, I'm going to yell out, Your sins are exposed under the light of the sun. Mark of the dawn. I'm going to mark the creature for judgment. Okay. um, As my bonus action. And I'm going to... uh, This this might be a dumb idea, but I'm going to cast Frostbite Cantrip on it. Okay. So it needs to make a DC 16 constitution save. So we'll see what its constitution looks like. Okay, so DC 16 constitution, that will be a total of 13, which will fail. And then it will succeed as it uses a legendary resistance. Oh, okay. (laughs) Never mind then, okay. (laughs) You're fighting a freaking angel, guys, come on. Okie dokie. Um, well, that's <laughs> pretty much it for good old Richter's turn. Think of it this way. You used a cantrip and you burned up a legendary resistance. You know that those are not infinite. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I right? know. I was hoping to do a bunch of cold damage to it because he's hopefully vulnerable to it. We'll just keep doing it, I guess. Yeah, that's okay. I'm going to keep... We're, we got this. There are ice cubes at him, guys. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> <laughs> That brings us now to initiative 20. Spooky boy. (laughs) It's a spooky boy. No. (laughs) Sorry, I thought it was 17. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, not yet. This is initiative 20. You guys, this is kind of a unique unique situation. You are fighting the angel of fire, but you're fighting the angel of fire here in the lair of the herald of the mind. That's bull, Paul. That's bull. You're bull. You're bull. (laughs) Now, as you guys are confronting the Angel of Fire, it seems like um, Amavi, the the Herald of of the Mind, is not really paying attention to you until she glances over really quickly. And uh, let's see, either Roos or Nari are the only ones that she can see. And it looks like, Roos, you are 
going to be the subject of this layer action. Nice. There is a- Give her some finger guns, Roos. That's the plan. There is a huge boom of thunder that only Roos can hear. Roos, constitution save difficulty 15, please. Constitution? No! (laughs) I'm not good at that. Well, that was a uh, that one for two. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh no. Great, guys. You've been right. rolling a lot Here's of that ones lately. Oh, my gosh. That was oh, huge gosh. damage. That is 19 damage. Ow. And you are stunned. Oh. All right. For how long? Um, so until the end of its next turn. So we'll say until initiative 20 next round because, yes, that's oh. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Do, do I get to make the save on my turn? Oh, I guess it doesn't matter because no, it's doesn't over. matter. You, you, you're you going to miss it anyway. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right. It is now <laughs> initiative 17, and it's time for Spooky Boy. Come on, Spooky Boy. Who's a spooky boy? He's just going to fly <laughs> right up there, kind of over here next to Pine, and make some attacks. Okay. There's a plus eight on this roll, so 22 to hit. That will hit. Woohoo! Only eight damage, eight necrotic damage, but has to okay. make a DC 10 Constitution save. <laughs> Can it even <laughs> fail that? Um, and a natural one will always fail. And its Constitution is only plus seven, so yes, it can it can fail. But it rolled a natural 12, so um, Saros is fine uh, with this. Um, okay, that is going to bring us to another um, legendary action. Um, Spooky Boy, an attack is coming your way as a spear darts out, and that is going to be a, a 31 to hit. Um, <laughs> yeah, that should probably hit. jeez. <laughs> oh, that is so low, it's ridiculous. That will be um, 14 fire damage. And that is halved because this guy is resistant to fire. You're oh, kidding yeah. me. He is, he is resistant to acid, cold, fire, lightning, thunder, bludgeoning, piercing, slashing from non-magical attacks. <laughs> I'm so happy we reanimated this guy's corpse. <laughs> Nobody was a fan of it when it first happened, but now you're like, dude, you killed Don. And now you're like, hey, thanks for protecting us from the angel of fire. <laughs> like, That's fantastic. And I, for one, welcome our new specter overlord. <laughs> it's like, Richter, two thumbs up for this crime against nature. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Okay. He makes an even better shield than he does drinks. <laughs> oh, that just made me think of our old friend Meat Shield. You guys remember Meat Shield? Oh, oh, <laughs> you man. mean Meat Sack? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we end up calling him Meat Sack? Didn't Sabrina call him Meat Sack or something like that? Yes, I think That's so. That's right. Oh, yeah. oh, and he wasn't even real. He was just in a random save game. Okay, we are getting ahead of ourselves. Roos, it is your turn as you stand there stunned. Your brain is reeling from the psychic a cacophony in your brain. Nari, it is your turn at initiative. Do I, do I like hold my bowels while I'm stunned or is it just like, I'm like totally everything's loose? Oh, you voided everything. Every okay. orifice leaks something. Cool. Oh, gross. Oh, I just God. wanted to like make sure we had a good picture of what's happening. Hey, Roos, I got some Q-tips if you need them. Those ears are looking waxy. Got some taters rolling out of there. <laughs> All right, Nari, what are you gonna do? It's your turn, round one. This guy has taken a total of 31 damage. And he definitely has more hit points than that. All right. Well, Roos kind of stinks, so I'm going to mosey on over towards uh, Pine and the Spectre Boy 
And I am going to strike out at this guy, even okay. though it might not be great, for a 20 to hit. Okay, that will hit. That's 15 damage. All right, and you took two fire damage from that. Okay, and then a 14 to hit. That will definitely miss. Okay, I'm gonna use uh, my superiority die and I'm just gonna kind of try to add on to that. So that is actually a 21. That will hit. Okay, cool. And that is for eight damage. Eight damage, okay. Anything else that Nari wants to do? Like, I don't know, like pop open a green can of soda and surge or not anything like that. That was a terrible joke, sorry. Um, I think I already did my actions. Oh, okay. well, no, because you get it back after a short rest, and we short rested. So, so yeah, hell yeah. Like, let's go for it. Honestly, at this point, might as well. Um, so 16 to hit. That will miss. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, and then a nat 20. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Get wrecked. <laughs> Uh, so that is going to do 25 damage. Holy cow, nice. what a round for <laughs> yeah. Nari. Yikes. Okay. Uh, I think that's it for now. She's all like, welcome to the smoke show. Hell yeah, come at me, bro. <laughs> Six more fire damage that you take from being so close. Um, now, legendary action, Nari, right back at you. A spear comes blasting at you for um, 23. That hits you, right? Yeah, that'll do it. Okay. That is going to be uh, not too bad. That is only 12 fire damage. Um, I am going to, I'm going to try to um, mitigate that with a, a D12 here. Okay. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take 10 off of that. Okay. All that right. was a nice D12 roll. <laughs> Usually and my now, D12s are down bad. in like the, the one to four range. Yes. Well, now it is Saros's turn, his actual turn here at the bottom of the initiative. He's got, uh, he adds thirteen, or no, he adds eight to his uh, to his initiative roll, and he rolled a three, so he goes last. But here is what is going to happen: we have two attacks coming, one at Pine and one at Nari. Pine does a natural one hit you? Suck it. Okay, <laughs> Nari does a oh yeah, a thirty will hit you. This yeah, is actually, <laughs> this. Is, so he's been attacking with his spear. This one is the sword coming your way. It is 2d8 plus eight. That will be 18 fire damage as this guy then flies past you, leaving all of your threat range, but he moves so quickly that there is no hope of getting an attack of opportunity. That's right, you better run. That's rude. And now his, all the way to the end of the room, and now his legendary actions have reset as we jump up to the top of the round with Pine. So he's like 65 feet away from me, so there's no chance of like getting him with anything I have. So I'm just afraid that if we say like all grouped up, he's going to just hit us with a fireball. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to move north along the wall up to just about the opening. I saw what happened to Roos last time. So I'm going to try to stay out of sight of the giant herald on the inside. Okay. Yeah, there's really nothing I can do. I'll just, I'll ready attacks if he comes within range. Okay. Yeah. 
So you got your sword ready for an attack in case he comes back at you. Okay, very good. And now that brings us to Richter with the initiative 21. What are you going to do? Oh, all right. Um, he will move his 30, um, which takes him to there. Wait, okay, so back towards Saros on the uh, on the east side of the room. That's right. So he'll move his 30, and then he will use his bonus action uh, step of the Breaking Dawn to teleport 30 to a, the creature that he has marked for judgment. Okay. And he will go ahead and make some attacks. Okay. Again, every time you say step of the Breaking Dawn, I think you're stepping on Twilight books. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Oh, only a 12 to hit for the first roll, so that's not going to do I it. I will miss. And... Uh, an 11. Gosh, I rolled a 3 and a 2. Okay. Oh, brutal. Okay. okay. And attack of opportunity, or a, uh, a legendary action coming back at you. That is going to be a 21 to hit. Does that hit you? Uh, yes, but I'm going to kind of flash a brilliant white light out and use my armor of the Blazing Dawn. If I roll okay. a four or higher on this D6 roll, then this will miss regardless of the roll. And I only got a three, so it hits. Darn it. Okay. Ugh. That's going to be 15 fire damage on Dang you. It. Okay. All right. That is your turn. Yeah, that's it. That brings us now back to the layer action. Amavi, the herald of the mind, is floating around above the uh, the spire here in the middle of the room on top of this ziggurat. The only person that she can see through these openings in her in her little cell is still Roos. As Roos is starting to shake his yeah, head, this is really cool. And come out of <laughs> and come out of his uh, his uh, stunned state. Um, Suddenly, he hears a voice in his brain, in his mind, and the voice says something to the effect of, let me pull it up, guys. Sorry, I had it. Uh, That's a really weird thing to hear in your mind. Yeah, I can see why that'd be quite confusing. Let me just pull it up has real the confused condition. Just, just <laughs> let me pull it. Just pull on it. Give it a good yank, please. You hear... <gasps> What was that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little gray burp, just some nice. spice. <laughs> well, what you hear, Roos, is you hear chanting in your brain, and you can understand it even though you know it's a different language and you have not activated your scarf. You hear consciousness and ether, the mind of Pavantis. Take this mind and awaken the end. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Difficulty 15. This is something I'm a little bit better at, but my rolls have not been great. Oh, I got a 20. Oh, oh, nice. You feel the urge to do anything that she asks of you. It would just be right to do it. And you somehow manage to shake it off. And that feeling that was infiltrating your mind disappears as you overcome the beguiling whispers. And it is now... Spooky boy's turn. <laughs> <laughs> After all that description and this now, spooky boy. <laughs> um, gosh, Richter's ghost friend. His ghost, his ghosty boy. Oh, I think Spectre, Spectery boy is actually going to fly and see if he can engage the mind of Pavantis. Okay. Um, let's see here. So let me fly him. He has a 50 foot 
fly speed. So let me move him 20 so I can actually see when he moves through. Um, he has incorporeal movement, so he can move through other creatures and objects as if they were difficult terrain. Okay. Um, so I don't know if that kind of absorbed a little bit of his movement getting to there. And, no, I don't think so. And she's flying up above, right? Yeah, she's up a ziggurat. The ziggurat is like up probably like uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 20, like 30 feet in the air. So okay. remember, this room is quite tall. So let's let's say that he essentially uses the, the dash action to get up to her, but can't make any other actions at that point. Is that okay? Okay, that's that's one hundred percent fine with me. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's okay. let's go with that for now. Okay. All right, that is now going to be legendary actions. Spooky boy, I can't lose you again. Um, <laughs> a legendary action. Um, the mind of Pavantis, the herald of the mind looks at Spooky Boy. Spooky Boy, 30 to hit Spooky Boy. Uh, yeah, that, that'd that do it. Okay, and that will be... Oh, not too bad. That's only going to be 14 damage. 14 psychic damage. Oh, he is not resistant to psychic damage. That is oh. for sure. So, okay. That was like the only one not in that huge list. Yeah, it was <laughs> one of the only ones. Um, okay. And... Other legendary action from Seros. That will be... He already used one. He's got one, two, three, four choices. Three. One, two, three. Roos! I am sorry. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. Seros looks... <laughs> actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. It's what the dice... It's the story the dice are telling. Seros looks at you, Richter, as you kind of duck aside as suddenly flame comes shooting past your head as Seros flies blindingly quick across the room clear to the other side and as he does so, Roos an attack is coming your way as he swings by 18 to hit you with the sword yeah, my AC is 18 okay, that will be 20 fire damage ow Mr. Pine? Yes? you rated an attack and he moved by you oh good, okay the first hit was a dirty 20. Uh, you guys. A dirty 20 <laughs> will hit. You guys. <laughs> I didn't know there was a W in guys. Um, so that's uh, seven piercing, five cold. So that's 10 cold. So that's 17. Okay. And you take uh, four fire halves to two. Okay. All right. I'll, let me take that. Let me, before I forget, let me take that two damage because that's going to make a difference. Um, and then my second hit attack is uh, only a 16. Uh, that will miss. Okay. All right. So that was my turn. Or that was my reaction. Um, all right. Um, the Well, that's all I need to say about that. Okay. It is now Roos's turn. Roos, you can see Amavi, the, the Herald of the Mind, floating up there. Um, you can see that uh, Spooky Boy dead... Dead Don, the uh, the the bartender, is oh no, he's up it there. wasn't Don, it was no, a, it, it was one of the Don? soldiers from the from the floor above. Yeah, okay. it was one of the guys okay. from the cathedral that we killed. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, gotcha, it, gotcha. it wasn't that. Okay, person. it wasn't that. It's, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just that's right. He just murdered Don. He didn't. It's not Don's soul. It's it, this is the soul that murdered Don. <laughs> I was gonna say it might be partially Don because it basically sucked his soul from his body. But yeah. That's true. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, but, um, Roost, you can see um, this 
this also massive angel uh, floating above the spire. And you instinctively know if you stay in her line of sight, you are subject to these layer actions. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I realized that. <laughs> <laughs> so Roos is going to run up uh, uh, north um, about 30 feet almost opposite of Mr. Pine. So Mr. Pine is on the opposite end of this doorway in towards the um, the ziggurat. Okay. As I'm running up, I'm actually going to throw one of my chakram at Amavi. Oh, all right. For a 28 to hit. That will hit. For nine psychic damage. And since she's engaged with Spooky Boy, it yes. also adds nine precision so 18 damage total to her then um okay so she's immune to psychic or resistant she is immune to psychic you feel the the, you can see the chakram the chakram goes up towards her and you see it pass right through her like it's made of the same substance that she is Mm. it would be like throwing a fireball at this angel made of fire yeah yeah that's i'm feeling like all of my turns are going so well guys I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, feeling we might need to run. I don't even know if that's even possible. But. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm thinking maybe. Maybe we focus on one at a time. Roos uh, leans against the wall. He uh, notices that he has definitely soiled himself, and he pulls out a health potion. There you go. And heals himself for fourteen. Oh, that's a good. That's a good roll for health. Nice. Potion. I'm back to double digits, guys. Oh my oh, gosh. Jeez. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, hey, you know what? Saros has used up all of his legendary actions for this turn. Uh, so it is now Nari's turn. Nari, you're actually relatively close to Saros here on the... As Saros went from the far eastern side to the far western side of this room, uh, he's back close to Nari. All right. Uh, Nari's going to run up to him for an 11 to hit, which is not going to hit. Uh, so she's going to roll again for a 28. That will hit as you take 10 fire damage. Oh, shoot. That is going to be 12 damage. And then I am going to um, heal myself for a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Uh, It was a D10 and I rolled 10. So I kind of negated that. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's all I'm I'm able to do at this moment. All right. It is now. Saros's turn. Saros has two basic attacks, a spear attack and a sword attack. And he can do one of those each round. So we are going to figure out who is going to get the spear attack first, and that will be Nari. Um, as Saros begins to streak across the room, the sword attack will be coming at Roos. So first off, <laughs> oh my gosh, go to Pine, come to Pine. This is uh, this is starting to feel like the dice really hate me tonight. It's it's Lady Jaffa, twenty three to hit you, Nari, and that is going to be sixteen fire damage. Ouch! As he flies Jeez. across the room, and as he swings by Roos, none of you are quick enough to get attacks of opportunity against him. And Roos does a, oh yeah, a 30 does definitely hit. Jeez. Yeah. Here comes 2d8 plus eight fire damage. Hey listeners, just we can see Paul's dice rolls. He adds 13 to hit. It's nuts. That will be 17 fire damage. I'm gonna have Squire half that for me. Okay. The reason I 
couldn't Ooh. do it last time is because I was incapacitated and you can't use your reaction when you're stunned. Got it. Very good. Okay. How is this How is this guy looking? How is uh, Soros looking? He is made out of fire. So I'll tell you what, if, if everybody wants to make a perception check with a disadvantage, it's hard to tell because one, he's a freaking angel. Two, he is made of fire. He has no corporeal form. Pine rolled a six. Roos got a 25 with disadvantage and noticed that his <laughs> pants are dry. <laughs> yes. Convenient. Yeah, Richter got a seven. Seriously, it flew by and baked your turn into your pants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that sounds it's so an awful. easy bake oven. <laughs> oh, oh my I gosh. I rolled a 12 and thought, man, it's a little warm in here. Oh gosh. <laughs> so 25 was the high. Uh, so the only one who knows this is Roos. Roos, you don't know how you know, but you can tell his form is waning and you can tell that he, that basically means he is below half hit points. Oh, okay, we, we can do this. We can, if, if we can stay alive, we can do this. He has all of his legendary <laughs> uh, reactions back and it is Pine's turn. Pine, you are still back more. You're kind of in the middle of the room, um, but not in the doorway uh, leading up to the ziggurat. Um, so Amavi can't see you, but it is still probably, what, 70 feet away uh, where Saros is on the far end of the room over by Richter. Yeah, I'm just going to do the same thing I did last time, so I will prepare to attack for when he inevitably comes streaking by again. Okay. That's my All turn. All right. No bonus actions or anything? I, so I'm, I'm waiting to do... I should have done it last time. I'll do a Swordmaster's Fury on my next strike if I can hit him. Okay. Um, but like, there's no spell I really want to cast right now. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, they call him the streak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Richter, it is your turn. Actually, Okey wait. Dokey. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Richter, a spear attack is coming your way. Oh. That is going to be a 29 to hit. I'm going to use my reaction for the armor of the blazing sun. Okay. Please be a four or higher. A five. It misses. Yes. Oh, my gosh. How many times can you do that? It is a reaction. Oh my, oh, hey. So that also means that you cannot, then you can't ready an attack because then you're, if you're using your reaction for that, just a heads up. That's fine. Okay. This is um, a Hexblade's curse thing? Yep, exactly. Awesome. All right, Spooky Boy gets hit for 22 as he is still floating over by Amavi with her legendary action. And that will be a total of 11 psychic damage to Spooky Boy. And with that, Spooky Boy bursts into a cloud of ethereal vapor and then disappears. Okay. And goes directly down to hell. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> Bye. It was nice having you. Um, and when he gets down there, Satan's like, hey, real nice thing you did there to that guy, Don. Yeah, that, that was great. Um, okay. Richter, it is your turn. Okay, I I mean, I'm right here next to uh, Saros. Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, Saros. Saros. Saros, the Herald of Fire. Let's make some attacks against our marked enemy for judgment. Okay. First attack is, ah, gosh, only a 14 to hit. That will miss. And then the second attack, please be decent. 19 to hit. That will hit as you take eight fire damage. Jeez. Okay. Oh, jeez. And... 
13 plus 4, 17 damage. 17 damage. With his marked for judgment, he adds plus 4 to damage rolls. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Okay, uh, is that your turn? That is my turn. Okay, legendary action coming your way from Saros, who is getting the sword attack. One, two, three, four. Mr. Pine, it's about damn time. Saros <laughs> comes, fl- comes flying back by you. Mr. Pine, you are going to get hit for a 26. That, that, that does beat my AC. <laughs> yes, and that will be 22 fire damage. Half, Half to, 11. to 11. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that for the team. Oh, I forgot about your freaking sword. Okay. <laughs> I was like, hey, why didn't you take the flame tongue? I mean, you'd be dealing extra damage. And then this happens. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Mr. Pine, he flew right by you and you had a ready to action. Yeah. So the first attack's only a 15. That will miss. The second attack's a 21. That will hit as you take three damage, fire damage halved to one. Yep. Okay. Just, wait, just a second. Let me do the one damage. <laughs> I gotta go over to my character <laughs> sheet, do the damage. Um... Okay, I'm still Ooh. over half. Uh, what? Yes. Oh, it would be. Oh, it would be Pine's over here having the time of his life. Honestly, though. <laughs> I would be approaching death if I did not have resistance to fire. I'm just, that's that's the point I'm trying to make here. Um, so I did seven piercing, four cold, and then I'll say, unleash with precision, Swordmaster's Fury, and I will do a level two. Swordmaster's Fury, so that's 3d8 for an additional 18 radiant damage. Yeah. Oh, you are. That is that is huge. <laughs> Holy cow. <sighs> and of course, the, the cold damage from your sword seems to do extra damage. That was doubled to eight, I believe. Yes. Oh, 15 wow. plus 18. That's huge. That's okay. huge damage. It. Nice. All right. That was his legendary actions for this round. Oh, yeah, by the way, when I say I'm still above half, if I was not taking half damage, I would have one hit point right now. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So he is still a challenge. Roos, it is your turn. All right. I don't think anyone ever said he wasn't a challenge, Paul. Like, (laughs) Yeah, I think think you can see how many hit points we actually have, you know. Oh, yawn, yawn. This is so simple. I am looking at, like, how much damage you've done. I'm looking at how many hit points he has. Uh, You guys are... uh, Go ahead, Roos. What are you going to (laughs) do? Roos is going to stay uh, hidden from Amavi, and okay. uh, from where he's at, he's going to throw one of his chakram at the at Saros. Okay. For an 18 to hit. That barely hits. Okay. So that will do eight psychic, and then since he's engaged with Nari over there, it will, it will also add uh, seven precision, so 15 total. Oh, he's engaged with Nari. Congratulations. When's the day? <sighs> oh, my. <laughs> Thank you. We're very happy together. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Roos. Yeah. What does that look like? N- no way. Oh, oh thank oh. you. MVP Roos. <laughs> so oh, coming in Bruce, clutch. Bruce, Bruce. I feel like I feel like Roos was a little bit uh little addled from everything. There might be, you know, a little bit a uh, little little stain on his chakram as he's throwing it. Um he, he does throw it and that his is the lethal weapon that he uses and so um it goes through and I see like I envision it like hitting him and then maybe like 
him like cooling down, like spreading out from where the chakram is like sticking out of him in the chest. And so like the fire like getting put out, like spreading around his body, like cooling down and like falling down. Nice, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the fire, like it's, it's almost like the inside of him, he disappears from the inside out as the fire goes out. And just with the last little, almost like a little gust of wind, you see little embers kind of floating away. And then, you know how embers from a fire, they, they spark up and they pop and then they kind of fade before they hit the ground. And they wear That's, shiny pants. <laughs> That's, <laughs> that is what happens to Seros, the Herald of Fire. And we are going to cue victory music. Oh, wow. It was looking a little Jeez. grim there, guys. Oh, now, yeah. Here is the deal. Yeah. With victory music. Amavi is still here. She has not left her ziggurat. You gather she will not leave her ziggurat, but she will fight back should you engage her. So at this point, we're going to keep initiative where it's at, but we're going to exit initiative if we need to jump back in. We know where we're at. Nara, you are standing there by Seros as he burns out, as he as he goes out, as the flame disappears. Did he have any money on him? I check was going to say, is there anything left? for money. <laughs> as, as you... Um, <laughs> Quick, get his wallet. What's going on with these ashes in here? Oh, there's no ashes. This was pure flame. There was nothing burning except for the flame, right? There was no fuel to burn. He was literally just um, heavenly fire. All vibes. Um, yes. So um, <laughs> Straight as, fire, man. Straight fire. Um, as uh, you are watching this disappear, you see something drop from where he was kind of flying in the air. He was kind of hovering above the ground, but it drops down to the ground in front of you. Nari, and as you go to look, you see this glowing red hot key that cools very quickly. It's still red, um, but it doesn't seem like it's hot anymore. And that is all that is left behind from the Herald of Fire. I will grab that key and bring it back to the group, and I will say, well, I'm going to very carefully not be in the line of a Mavi, so okay. uh, they can't attack me, but I'm going to say, hey guys, like I, I found this key. I think it could be kind of useful here. Squire is uh, cleaning Roos's pants and like holding up like a, <laughs> like a big towel <laughs> and Roos is changing his clothes and getting cleaned again okay. as, as he's talking. I was going to say, nobody can, nobody can see what Squire's doing because Squire's invisible to everybody except for Roos, but Squire is just <laughs> scrubbing away right at the front of your crotch. Just scrubbing on like cockpits. Just scrubbing away. That's right. Spit like, shining, sorry, guys. Like, <laughs> Spit shining is god beast. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so here, here here's the setup. Okay, I forgot to describe too. As Saros was flying back and forth, more and more of these thralls of Amavi were burned to death as they didn't even try to get out of his way. Um, so here on the southern section of this room, where the, the majority, where all of this fight took place. Um, there is nobody left standing except for the four of you. Um, and just a reminder here that in the center of the room, you, there is a wall that you guys are uh, 
Pine and Nari are kind of standing on the left side of this wall, and then Roos and Richter on the right side of the wall. There are some bars that separate um, the inner room from this outer room, and Amavi is still in the inner room, but you guys have managed to stay out of her line of sight, um, and at this point, she has not acted again. Um, as you guys kind of convene across this distance, across this gap, this like 15-foot-wide um, barred entry, um, I'm going to have you all make wisdom saves with advantage. Cool. And Nari, cool. you get to add four because you're within uh, 10 feet of me. Huzzah! All right. Well, I rolled a natural one at first, but you said with advantage, so that's good. So I think that ends up being a 14. Plus four. Oh, plus four. Sorry. Uh, an 18. Pine got a 23. Roos got a 21. And Richter got a 23. Okay, um, you guys all can now hear in your minds, as you guys are gonna start talking about what to do, you can hear in your minds um, a voice. And the voice just keeps whispering over and over, consciousness and ether, the mind of Pavantis. Take this mind and awaken the end. And as you hear that voice, you can't help but want to help Amavi to to awaken the end. You can't help but want to be here and be a part of this, but you all manage to shake it off and you realize and recognize that being in this proximity to her, it won't be an every round thing, but while you are in this chamber, the pull to become enthralled by her is greater than anywhere else in the city and you will have to make checks occasionally. Just a heads up. Is there anything we notice about, like, the pillar that she's standing on? Can we peek around and see that? Yeah, so she's not standing on it. She's, it's, so it, the ziggurat kind of goes up on four sides. It's like a pyramid, kind of, you know, like a step pyramid kind of thing, but it's not a total triangle. And uh, there at the center, the top is flat. And coming out of the top, there is this kind of, like, four-sided uh, basically obelisk, like a black spire of shiny stone of some kind sticking up out of there. And you can see energy like coursing into it. And you can sense that that energy is coming. I can't remember who it was last time, but sense that the energy that is coursing along this um, this obelisk, this spire, is coming from the city above and being sucked down into the spire. Almost like Amavi is taking energy and consciousness and psychic power from all of these masses of people who live here in this largest city on all of Pavantis and is powering something through this spire. I mean... Do you think we should target the spire? Well, we'd still have to fight, face her, wouldn't we? I... <sighs> and you gotta remember that the entry into her chamber is barred, so you'd also have to figure out a way to get past this. It's not like gates, it's like actual bars. Like a, like a wall made out of bars. Does that make sense? So you can see in, but to get through it, you have to figure out a way to get through the bars. Gotcha. I'd just shoot her, right? <laughs> just shoot her through the bars. <laughs> like, like, like a shooting range. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, you guys can't see the other sides of the, of the room from where you're at, okay? You know that it's big. Um, and um, I think I that, uh, at one point Richter being on the far eastern side and then um, Pine and, and Nari being on the far western side would have both noticed that there are doorways kind of uh, in the center of the eastern wall and the western wall. So it's like if this room is a perfect square, which it seems like it is, 
there is a door a doorway that you came in that's right in the middle of the southern wall there's a doorway right in the middle of the eastern wall and right in the middle of the western wall that lead to other areas here in the tunnels beneath the city but you guys have not seen you have not seen the northern wall yet I'm thinking maybe any path could have led to this uh, you know we did have a choice earlier but uh, I think we need to regroup for the time being I think I don't think we should stay here until we're absolutely ready to face her but I do agree that pillar seems to be the focal point and if we can damage that or interrupt that somehow maybe we can distract her long enough to come back and defeat her I mean I agree and at the same time she seems distracted and I don't know if we're going to have this luxury of having her be somewhat distracted again what if she's charging up what if she's just about to get started (sighs) I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink this potion no matter what. Let me do that first. <laughs> I'm not sure, even if I drink a potion, I'm not sure if I'm uh, going to be much help in taking her on, to be honest. Well, could we find a quiet place to rest for a minute and then come back? Let's regroup back in the hall we came from, I think, maybe. I, I, I know what you're saying, Richter. I know what you're saying. I don't know that she's terribly distracted right now. I mean, she kind of just tore through your specter guy. Well, yeah. She tore through my pants as well. (laughs) There's also that. Right, yeah, that's what that was. (laughs) Yeah, she, like, read my mind, and she, like, forced me to do it. Like, she, like, took control of me. She's like, I'm going to make you crap your pants. Yeah, it was, like, the weirdest thing, guys. Like, oh, man, I couldn't even control it. That happened to me the other night. Not my fault. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a thing that, that happens. So you guys are leaving um, Amavi, um, Amavi well, of Ether's lair. Is that what's happening? Uh, well, that's what I suggested. Why don't we go back to one of those rooms where we left all those people dead? Maybe we can bar a door behind us, rest for a minute, and then come back. Like, try to get a short rest in, and then come yeah. back? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm... I'd be tip-top ready to rumble if we had a short rest. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be full of vitality, but I would at least have more abilities. I'm just worried. She's, flo- she's flying up there, and I think the only one of us who uh, really... I mean, Roos, you can throw your frisbee, and, you know, Richter, I've seen your gun, which is really cool, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. Look at this gun. I think it might be best if we target the tower itself instead of her. Yeah. It seems like she's gaining power from there. We just got to figure out how to get in there. But uh, Make oh. an insight check or an arcana check. That's a big old four for Pine. So 12 for Nari. Roos got a 21 insight. I get out of here, Roos. <laughs> Go crack your pants. All right, I'll see you guys later. Richter got a 14 for Arcana. (laughs) Roos is the only one who might have some insight. Okay, so Roos, as you guys are kind of like pondering, trying to figure out what's going on, uh, Roos, your mind goes back. uh, You remember the prophet Mordecai and the things that he said to you about the angels, these heralds finishing their work. Um, And you, as as, uh, Nari says she's powering up, you get the impression maybe she's not powering up. Maybe she's not done with her work yet. Maybe she's maybe she's still in the middle of her responsibilities, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Um, do I get the feeling like uh, people are like coming and going here? Like, could we like sit down and rest right here? Uh, if you were to do that, I would make you make some more wisdom saves. And then there'd okay. be a very real possibility that one or two of you could become enthralled to her. Gotcha. Okay. Um, guys, I think she's trying to finish up whatever task that Iramil has her working on. I'm worried that if we let her go for too much longer, she'll finish it up and it will be just that much closer to the end of everything. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I don't think we can leave. I don't think we can go to bed and come back tomorrow, but uh, I do think it's best if we take an hour and come back fresher. And by the way, Roos, what happened? You were making so much progress on your pronunciation. There was absolutely no phlegm in your pronunciation that time. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. Um, I'm a little under the weather right now. Maybe that's what's helping out. Oh, now you're going to blame the crapped pants on being sick? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, sometimes you can have diarrhea when you have a fever. And when you're mind controlled to have diarrhea... He was the mind control, guys. Pick a story and stick with it, man. <laughs> so let's head back to that room where we killed our barkeep and then uh, maybe find a, a corner where we could rest. Yeah, or even just in the hall here, because I think we, we did walk for a ways. As long as, until we stop feeling the, the immediate pull of her influence, I think. But we're going to need to hurry out so she doesn't see us for too long. Okay, let's do it. Um, you guys hustle out the doorway real quick, and it's basically as soon as you leave this large uh, square room, um, you feel that immediate pull fade, right? You can still kind of hear like a tickling at the back of your head, like in the back of your of your mind, um, but it's not that pull that you were feeling in the, uh, in the actual chamber. You guys are in this tunnel, this tunnel that um, branched away from a much larger, more open room that had like five different entrances into it. Um, and you get the impression that this place down here may very well be um, labyrinthine um, and and easy to get lost in. But for right now, you guys are in a tunnel that basically has a north end and a south end. Um, what are you guys going to do? Take a snooze. Yep. Hour long down. rest, I think. I mean, I won't have any more spells back, but at least I might have my hit points. Yeah, yeah that's no. <laughs> same, actually, I could but... end up with one more second level spell. <laughs> I do have a couple of first level spell slots left, but I'm not able to do a ton with it. And you have nothing that you can do to hurt her either. At least not with your not with your uh... my dagger. My dagger could hit her. Okay, that does radiant. Yeah, um, that's true. But she's floating. She's also at the top of a ziggurat in a chamber that is barred off. So you guys have to figure out how to get in there as well. Well, I'll just like walk up the ziggurat and start whacking with my the bars. You gotta get to the bars. <laughs> After you get to the bars, yes. You have to get you have to get into the inner chamber. You just gotta be slim. I'm not trying to dissuade you guys from doing anything. I can think we this take is a short amazing. rest ball. <laughs> yes, you guys okay. can take a short rest. Go ahead and start rolling your hit dice and everything, getting your skills back, all that fun stuff. I just kind of want to figure out what you guys are doing as you sit down here under the city of Almar in these tunnels. I think I think Richter is, while he's like bandaging himself and trying to get ready, he's kind of in decently good spirits right now and trying to chat with Pine and be like, Timrit, Timrit, do you remember the, uh, there was the one battle Oh, goodness. It was a little hamlet just kind of off, you know, west of west of the capital. And 
Oh my goodness, the, the forces were, were outnumbered. But <laughs> you remember, you probably heard about what they did to the commander of the, uh, of the Imperial forces, though, when they won. Right. <laughs> Pulled his pants right down. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was war crime, but it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, it was the best, the best kind of war crime. <sighs> oh, yeah, the best kind, the best kind of war crime. <laughs> the best Ooh. kind of war crime. <laughs> Let's put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Some dude standing there with his butt hanging out. The best kind of war crime. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, like, Richter's totally, like, reliving old fond memories of wartime. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, I mean, th this one might be a little bit before your time, but... Remember when we had those insurrectionists that were like, hey, we don't like being part of a theocracy. We want to, you know, government by the people, for the people, and of the people. Not some ruling class of clerics. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I know, right? <laughs> what a dumb idea. As if, as if they know how to make good choices for themselves. <laughs> Complete morons, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so... You guys are here in this tunnel as you guys are kind of recouping, bandaging yourselves up. As this hour runs its course, and even as you guys realize that you probably have gotten as much benefit from taking this break as you can without actually like calling it for a day, what are you guys going to do? Like, what's kind of your plan? What are you talking about besides war crimes? <laughs> <laughs> Because just to reiterate, I'm going to say it one more time. Amavi is at the top of a ziggurat in a central chamber that is barred from you guys to get in physically. Well, we have this key. They are not doors. They are just bars. And there's no key keyhole. So you guys have seen the east side of the room, the west side of the room, and the south side of the room. You have not seen the north side of the room. Um... Uh, but the the entrances into the central chamber that you have seen are like big 15 foot wide archways that are just barred off like a, like a cell, like a prison cell. So you can see in there, but you cannot actually get in there um, unless you have some kind of other skill that I don't know about, like a giant red crystal that you can overload and explode or something. Like <laughs> well, we can we, we can check out the north, but does anybody have any abilities to make a smaller or... Pass through a solid wall, like a pass wall. Really quick, you think of you think of a potion that, or something that can make you smaller, and you instantly remember a potion sitting on the table of Gerard with a little bead that keeps getting bigger and smaller. You just want to make us feel bad about our smaller. decisions. Regrets, Paul. <laughs> Jesus, that one's been in the game for at least like thirty episodes at this point. <laughs> just oh, saying, I. Mean, I I can I can do a a dawn step, um, a far step, and actually move somewhat through the barrier as long as I can see my destination that I can get there. But I don't know that I can take others with me. No. Well, that's, and even if I, I mean, get in there, you know, she's up at the top of the thing. Right. I have some knives. I think I think the biggest concern is getting us all in there and and figuring out what this key is for. I can't imagine. That fire demon had this key just for fun. It, it's it's got to unlock something in here. You hear a voice in your head say, "Not a demon. I'm an angel." Nah, <laughs> demon, bruh. <laughs> uh, I think. Uh, well, either way, I'm trained to fight them. 
Uh, <laughs> That's true. Um, but I was gonna what, what, the um, that key. It came from the fire deep. Maybe it has something to do with his work or his domain, wherever that happened. I don't know if it'll have. I don't know if it'll unlock anything here. Why would he have it? He came through. <laughs> he came through the ceiling. Just like fire oozing through cracks in the in the rock. Do the bars go all the way up to the ceiling? Well, as the, no, they go to the the top of the archway. Yeah, the archways are like fifteen feet wide and like fifteen feet tall. Okay. And then those go all the way up because you said the room was like really tall, right? Yeah, the walls go all the way to the, to the ceiling as well. Yes, the inner chamber okay. does have walls that go all the way to the ceiling. Okay. The only reason why you even know that there's an inner chamber is because you can see through the bars and you can tell that it's like a big wide room with just like a central, um, a central room inside of it. Should we go and get a better look around the whole room? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it can't hurt. Maybe there's north entrance that uh, is wide open, or like a big knocker. You know, we could just like. Knock. Mm, dude, big knockers. Big knockers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, the only thing I could, uh, if the, if it's completely walled off, the only thing I really could think of to do is I can summon Crumbles 30 feet away through the bars and then maybe Crumbles could do stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, all I got. Uh, he's, he's a good boy. Would I be able to acrobatics, like try and squeeze through the bars? You know, uh, uh, difficulty 25, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm not as slim as I, mean, I used to be. I think be. maybe Roos could, but I don't I don't think I would be able to fit. These big knockers might get in the way. <laughs> <laughs> Curse oh, these gosh. big knockers. <laughs> we could try to break one. We could get up beside the wall and try to break one of the bars. That would definitely draw attention to where we're at, but we might be able to stay out of her view while we kind of swing in from the side. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, we could try that. I think we go in and let's have a look around and then and then chat a little bit more about what we think we should do. Yeah. And then, Richter, I think, you know, you made us invisible that one time. I don't know if that's going to help with an angel of mind. To like hide our physical forms so much. I was thinking that same thing. I'm like, maybe I could make us all invisible so we can explore more easily. But no, I don't think that that would really give us much of an advantage in this case. Well, to be fair, if we were out of her sight, we were out of her mind, though. She didn't do anything through the walls. What, does she have ADHD? (laughs) (laughs) We can use that to our advantage. Object permanence is really rough. (laughs) Okay, let's investigate the room. It's, yeah. Okay, you guys head back into this large chamber um, of the Herald of of the Ether, the Herald of Mind of Amavi, um, and um, again, you're on the south side of this room. You can see now that there are people who have been in here the whole time that have kind of wandered further south. Now the room is more. It's not more filled with people. They have just kind of spread out a little bit more. And there are still the husks, kind of the dead, burnt uh, remains of people um, who are um, lying there from where they got burned by Saros, the Herald of Fire. But um, you see that there's some other just random folk moving about down here in the south, just kind of walking around blissfully, uh, blissfully, not unaware, just not worried about you. Stay close to me, everybody, as we go through here. You know, Take comfort in my calming presence. 
as she tries to control our minds. <laughs> as we fall, as I follow Pine, like I will try to look just as equally not quite there as the rest of the people here, just sort of like going on vibes. Okay. Bruce would like to investigate, look for a way to get into the room. Doorway, opening, keyhole. A fiery keyhole. Why don't you make an investigation check? Is anybody willing to help me out? I will help. I'm I'm so good. <laughs> Maybe I should have done this. <laughs> I, I will do this, though. So I roll the 10 with advantage. I'm going to use the squire. I think I filled that roll ability. And add five to that. Okay, so a 15. So 15. Got it. Okay, so what I will tell you is here on the south wall, um, kind of where you were tucked up against, um, you don't go all the way around the room just because you guys haven't moved your tokens around the room. But as you're looking down here on the south side, it looks like the bars and the archway are solid, like good luck. But you do notice right about it kind of a little bit more on the, um, so on the Western side of this Southern wall, um, you see that there is a place where this is an ancient, ancient chamber. Um, and you do see a place where it looks like the stones that are, um, that built or the, the brick, the, you know, the, the dressed stone that, uh, is the wall of this more central chamber. Looks like there's a place where it might be a little bit weaker and there is potential for you to knock it in um, or shift it a bit, but you know, looking at it, it will take some work. So basically um, to get in, uh, you would actually have to attack the wall, do a certain amount of damage in order to make a hole big enough to get in, but you think it's doable. Well, I think we could knock this wall in here. Let's keep that in mind. Do you want to keep moving around to the West? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Let's keep moving and, and see if we can find something better. Stay close, everyone. I keep moving forward like a zombie. Hey there, Evangeline. How you doing? <laughs> Looking good. Just watched you an Ant-Man with my son. Oh, you notice that she has a lost look in her eyes. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. yes. Nailed it. Yes. Out. Oh. <laughs> As you move around towards the west side of the room, you can see that, I mean, it's basically a mirror image of the southern wall. You see that there is a, uh, a doorway on the left that opens into, or like an archway that opens up into another tunnel heading off somewhere else underneath the city of Almar. You can see that there are bars uh, there's a, there's another entryway into the central chamber here um, that is also barred off. You can see as you hurry past the opening, you see Amavi just kind of floating up around this spire, uh, sucking energy out of the city above uh, continuously. As you continue to move up and around, uh, you get to the north section of this room. In the north section, you notice something slightly different. While the layout of the room is the same where there's a there's like a tunnel an archway going north that um leaves the room and there's a there's a uh, an entryway into the inner chamber on the kind of on the southern wall um, of this uh top part of the room you notice that where on the west side and the east side and the south side the archways that leave the room that go out um they lead into tunnels this one is different this one, the archway opens up and just beyond the arch is this massive, intricate, arcane looking barrier of some kind. As you look, you can see 
there are different jewels on this door and they're not spaced out evenly. Is it on the north side? Like yeah, on the north side. Where where on the east and the west and the south side, the the archways that lead out of the room to go back into the tunnels and stuff, those are just tunnels that go off into darkness. But here on the north side, it's not a tunnel. It's actually a barrier um, just past the archway. It's some kind of an arcane door or wall of some kind. And as you are looking, you um, you see that there's these jewels and these jewels on the wall are different colors and they're not spaced out in any kind of recognizable pattern. Um, you notice that right kind of in the center, um, the highest jewel is a, a white rhombus, I guess you could say, kind of in the middle of the barrier, um, kind of up just right about um, eye level. And then you notice that um, on the right side, kind of more towards uh, a little bit lower and over to the right, there is a red um, rhombus of crystal. And then on the um, left side, almost almost even side to side with the red one on the right, you see that there is a brown crystal on the left. You notice that's that... That's not one of the colors. That is a color of the... This is not... Okay, this is... Um, this is this is arcane. This is I'm gonna explain it a little bit more as well. Um, as you look down at the bottom of the of this barrier, down on the right uh, at the bottom, there is a blue crystal, and then right kind of in the middle of the of this barrier, just a little bit to the left of the center, you see a purple crystal. And here's what you notice about the crystals: the red one on the right is. It's almost like it's not really a crystal. It's almost like it's a little um, a container. And the red one is completely full of red. And as you look at the purple one in the middle, you see that it is almost full, but the top of the rhombus is still clear. Like it's filling with something uh, and it's not quite completely full. You notice that the white one at the top is almost completely full, like on the cusp of being completely full to the brim of white energy of some kind. You notice that the brown one off to the left um, is, uh, it is more than halfway. And the blue one down at the bottom, kind of on the bottom um, right area is um, over halfway, but the brown and the blue are definitely the furthest from being full. The white one is the closest to being full, followed by the purple. And of course, the red one is already full. Does that make sense what I'm saying? You know, this, yeah, this is a work tracker. This is, this yeah. they're logging their hours here. Uh, um, <laughs> something else that you notice. Corporate America's got us all. <laughs> Some, corporate Provantis. Yeah. Something else that you notice is that right underneath each of these kind of crystal container things, um, you see a little hole. And there is a little hole underneath the red, the purple, the white, the blue, and the brown. Uh, Nari will stick that uh, key into the okay. hole. Uh, are, you sure we are you sure we want to do that? Yeah, I mean, what else could it be for, right? No, yeah, do it. Nothing has ever gone wrong when we've done this stuff, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> she'll, yeah, she'll stick that key like below the uh, red container. Okay. You stick the key in, and you notice it fits perfectly oh, like no. you've used keys before but this one like it doesn't even touch the sides it just fits right in but you know that it this key was made for this hole and as you stick it in cute <laughs> <dirty> jokes <laughs> as you 
as the key enters into the keyhole, um, you can feel it pulled a little bit, like almost out of your hand, and thump, sticks in place now in this wall. So now beneath this red crystal um, container, there is a key stuck out of the wall. As that key is sucked out of your hand and thunk into the wall, you suddenly hear in your minds... Good job, guys. You won. Wow, I've been defeated. Is this the door to like the secret room with the game devs and we can like chat with them? <laughs> Hi, uh, I think this is the secret door you've been looking for. I think uh, as soon as the key goes in there, all of a sudden all of the fire energy that's been contained in that crystal comes shooting out right over Nari's head. She's fine, but it goes into the center of the room and completely burns up the uh, the Herald of the Mind. That that's seems what like I think that's Paul exactly is what would happen. Cue victory for. music. <laughs> uh, those are, that's some nice conjecture. What happens is the key enters in, it gets pulled out of Nari's hand, it is stuck in place, and you all hear in your mind almost a shout in your brain. And what it says is, those who would fight against inevitable shall be wiped from existence. And as you turn, you see Amavi floating over the spire, staring in your direction. And that is where we are going to stop for tonight. Oh, it like we pissed her <laughs> off, so I, I stand by my decision. No, dude, she finished her job. She um, was about to finish. The no, purple, her no, crystals that are purple crystal full. is not full. Oh, I was, like okay, the, okay. The okay. brown is half full, the blue is half full, and the purple and the white still aren't full. Yeah. The white is so close to being so full. Close. I mean, the brown wasn't like that full, guys. It was just like a little <laughs> full. <laughs> the brown wasn't as full as Bruce, the brown filled in the <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. It was still a few hours from sunrise, the witching hour, the perfect time of night for this kind of work. Moving from shadow to shadow, the slim, lithe woman makes no sound. Two sentries stand a few feet apart, both awake, yet totally oblivious to the figure moving past them and into the camp of King Tenor. As they each gaze into the small flames of the brazier, destroying their night vision, the figure thinks to herself, they wouldn't know if I was here even if I sneaked up and kissed them on the cheek. The figure moves past the sentries and loses herself amongst the rows of tents. The sounds of snoring are all around her, but this is not her destination, not yet. First, she thinks to herself, the horse lines need to be cut. Then I can whittle away at the soldiers themselves. She sees the large pavilion that can only belong to Tenor himself. Maybe a change of plans, she muses, but dismisses it. He must be protected with things beyond the mundane. If only I had killed him in Eberly Manor all those years ago, None of this would be necessary. Funny, I almost killed Vanette with that crystal as well, and now I'm inadvertently helping her. The figure moves past the tents and onto the horse lines. For the briefest moment, she is exposed, the lights of the torches and watchfires showing a woman with shoulder-length hair, pointed ears, almond-shaped eyes, and tattoos across one side of her face. But no one was looking, not this deep in the enemy camp. Feline, former cell leader of Fallen Heaven, an attempted assassin of then-Governor Tenor and Adjudicator Ulrich moves back into the shadows, drawing a sharp dagger as she begins cutting the lines of the rows and rows of horses. Uh, 
all I'm saying is this better not be some slut who's trying to get on Kira's good side. Because let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. You guys are awesome. That was so fun. And I love that you guys are going into another big battle without a long rest. Jeez. <sighs> Jeez Louise. Jeez a Lou. I got you, fam. Let's go. Oh. Woo, spring break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, everybody. But before we get together next time, I want everybody to level up your characters to <gasps> level 11. No way. <laughs> Here's the deal. Level 11, no long rest, which means any skills that you need or spells that you need in to, to prepare or anything like that, those are not there yet however any like abilities that you get like uh, like feats or anything like that go ahead and take those add those in add in whatever your increase in hit points is to your total hit points um as in like your your available hit points um if that makes any sense what i'm saying yeah so level up yeah. without taking a long rest okay all right i can't attack three times oh jeez Nice. I get to add a D8 to all my hits now. A D8 of Radiant nice. to all my hits. Wow. Oh, dude, yeah, this is going to be... I'm actually super pumped about this. I get another spell slot. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but here's the deal. That spell slot is still used because you haven't had the long rest yet to fill it. Does that make but sense? But he's a warlock. He gets a short rest. He gets a oh, back on short rest. Oh, freaking A. Yes, okay. So, okay, well, I guess I forgot we have a warlock. Okay. Um, very good, guys. Um, okay. Uh, well, Amavi awaits you. I have 69 health points. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are where we are with Amavi, the Herald of Ether, the Herald of the Mind, staring at you with her eyeless, faceless face. <laughs> and <laughs> next time we get together, we will be having some kind of a confrontation. So go check out our Discord. You can talk with us about this latest episode. Also, don't forget, we have a shop. We have our Patreon, and, um, you know, we really love doing this. So until we get together next time, we hope you have a great time. Spring break! Spring spring break! (laughs) Christmas break! (laughs) 